you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Now, if I were a really nice guy, I would say, that's a long gospel, so I'm going to make my homily short. I ain't, I ain't a nice guy. <laughs> so buckle up your seats, make yourself at home, <laughs> and let's get into the heart of the matter. Okay, the book of Sirach, written about 150 years before Christ, Old Testament, book of wisdom. There's a whole series of books in, they used to be called Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiasticus, but they're all books dedicated to wisdom, knowledge, and they're, they're Greek in origin, and the Jews who were living in what they call the diaspora, outside of Jerusalem, were losing their faith. They were starting to absorb the faith of the, of the culture they were living in, and some, no faith, just absorbing the culture. So this man, um, his name is Ben Jesus. Um, he writes these these books of wisdom. He's one. He's a, 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 an observant Jew, um, trying to keep the people of God close to him, close to the covenant, and he's trying to teach them in a way that's practical yet holy, sanctified. Okay, so it's practical knowledge with a little bit of a God twist to it. Now, the stuff that he says in Sirach is very, very common and very practical. And Jesus picks up on that later, but very practical. But the key of his list of ways of getting close to God is you and me. If you choose, you can keep the commandments and they will save you. You trust in God, you shall live. And God has set before you choices, wire, fire, and water. And whichever one you choose, he will give you. So the choice is yours. We have in our theology what we call the conscience and what we call original sin and we call choice. And when we go to confession, we celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation with God. We're asking God to forgive us for the choices we made. God gives us choices. Everything's out there. He doesn't push you into anything. And that section concludes, no one, does God, command to act unjustly. No one does he give a license to sin. So God's not pushing us towards sin. That's why Jesus incorporates in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done, forgive us this day, as we forgive others, all those elements, and we end with God's will be done in all things. So God is telling us, Jesus in, in inspired in the book of Sirach, you choose. You choose what you do. And don't give me, don't give me, oh, the devil made me do it, oh, I was tempted. That's all true. But we can't rely on that. I think of, I think of um, the comedian, well, he, I'm from Jersey City originally, and this black comedian was from Jersey City too. His name was Flip Wilson, hysterical. But everybody in Jersey City is hysterical. Everybody, anybody know Flip Wilson? 
See? Okay. And, and Philip Wilson says, uh, when I went home and, and uh, my, my girlfriend accused me of looking at somebody else, the devil made me do it. So I'm forgiven. The devil made me do it. Well, guess what? Yes, he's right. But in doing it, you, we are cooperating with the devil. And Jesus gives us a whole bunch of examples. Don't give me, I, I, didn't, I didn't sleep with anybody who wasn't my wife. You looked lustfully, you're going to hell. You, you, you only stole a little bit, you're going to hell. Now, I'm, this is exaggeration, but so is Matthew's gospel, a gospel of teaching and exaggeration. So Jesus makes it very clear. So if it's your eye that bothers you, pluck it out. That's an exaggeration, it's hyperbole. But it, it makes the point very clear. Don't go blaming anything other than yourself for sin. And God wants us to understand the heart of the matter. So he sends the law in the Old Testament, but Jesus makes it clear. Listen, I, I, I have the law with me. I appreciate the law. I'm not going to abolish it, but I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to give you one step deeper to understand what the law of God is. It's not all black and white. Now, speaking of the law... I always think of my brother, Michael. Michael passed away a few years ago this week. And Michael, Michael was a comedian, too. Again, Jersey said they were all comedians. And, and he'd, he'd, he'd go to his club, and he'd say, Oh, it's great having a brother who's a priest. I call him up, and I say, Louis, I did one to six. And he gives me five Hail Marys. That didn't sink in. It didn't sink in. He's lying, by the way. He confessed on the phone. He made believe he never did it confess on the phone, and I give him a few Hail Marys to, to absolve him. Never happened. But people think like that. Oh, I didn't break into the Ten Commandments, so therefore I'm not really sin. Oh, yes, you are. Now, now, this nice priest comes from up north, and here he's talking about sin. We're that far away from Lent, so it's good for us to rec reconcile ourselves to sin and what it's all about. See, People say, well, where's the list? You know, do, do, don't, don't, do, do, don't. Those ten, the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments? Not enough. Jesus gets to the heart of the law of God. He gets to the whole relationship we have between ourselves and God and our neighbors. And it's not just going to church and, and doing your rosary. No, that's the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg. It's why we are here is to be closer to God and to take God with us out there. This is a beautiful church, but it can't go with you everywhere. You go everywhere. We go everywhere. And where we go, the church goes. God goes. Jesus goes. So Jesus lists all the, all the possible ways that, that we can hurt one another. And he, he, don't, he says, don't just scratch the surface and say, well, I'm, I'm angry at my brother because he did this, so I don't talk to my sister because she did that. No. And all of us are guilty of this. Maybe one day we'll be completely reconciled with God. And he says, no, if you're angry at your sister, or your brother, or your neighbor, don't come to church. Now, now no, don't, don't tell Father Bill I said that. <laughs> I think we'd be empty. Why? Because we're all sinners. We know that. That's why we begin Mass with the Lord have mercy, the Kyrie, the asking Lord to forgive us. We screwed up another week in some way. And I'm, I wouldn't show, ask a show of hands. Who, who didn't sin this week because you'd be lying as you raise your hand? All of us. So, so Jesus gives us the heart of the matter. I, I, I want you to make it so much a part of your life that you understand and get to God 
that if you're bringing your altar to, to uh, your gift to the altar and you realize I, I sinned in this way or that way or or I, I am angry with my brother or my mother or my father or my sister don't even bother coming go make reconciliation go forgive go ask forgiveness and then come and offer your gifts at the altar well, you say, Jesus, how, if, if that happened, the, old, the church would be empty and, and we'd be bringing no gifts because none of us, most of us, are not that humble, are not that understanding of the law, that when I hurt my brother, my husband, my wife, my child, my neighbor, I'm hurting you? I'd rather have a God up, up on the altar, way up high on the mountainside. I'd rather have a God who doesn't reach down to us and we can go there and offer gifts and offer sacrifices. Well, guess what? That's not our God. He came to fulfill everything the Father gave us in the Old Testament. He came to fulfill with one word, and he didn't mean, mention it. Love. If you love one another... He says to us, basically, if you love one another, then you won't lust after someone. If you love one another, then don't forget that's, your, that's a, a, another person made in the image of God. You're not going to steal from one another. If you, if you love one another, you're not going to curse each other. Even when you get out of the parking lot, you're not going to cut each other off. Because that's your sister and brother. And better yet, go, go one deeper. It's not your brother and sister. It's Jesus Christ. So when I look lustfully, or I steal something, or I say something negative, or I, I make a false oath, I'm making all of those gestures against Jesus Christ. Now, you feel comfortable in church? You shouldn't be. We shouldn't feel comfortable in church if that stuff is on our hearts. Because we come before the Lord... Yeah, we bring gifts, we bring the donations, they're needed. This is the 21st century. You bring food, you bring other things. But the, God, the thing that God wants from us is our hearts. He's getting to the heart of the matter. That, the crucifixion. A great example of what he wants. Total love. Total obedience. Not for the Ten Commandments, not for the Beatitudes, but the, for the whole gospel. We can't pick and choose. This is not a menu. Oh, I'll, go, I'll take one from column A, one from column B, and i get a dessert besides. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. Jesus sends us the whole gospel. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are only the tip of the iceberg. The whole gospel is living the word of God as Jesus gives it to us in a very, boy, I mean, very practical. Talk about being practical. He, 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 he addresses all the things that we go through in our lives and says, don't anybody hide against the law or, or behind the law or don't dare hide behind your rosaries or your novenas or your prayer or your building of the church. Don't hide behind anything because God sees you. Book of Sirach says he reads every one of your minds. He reads every one of our hearts. He knows who we are. He knows where our intentions are. So there's no manipulation with God. He's very honest with us. He sent us his only son. And he expects us to be honest with him. So when Jesus gives us... Okay, somebody has to donate a new book to, to Father Bill. 
because this one's falling apart. Okay, it's the book of the Gospels, okay? Uh, it's the lectionary. This is the lectionary. So somebody see him after church and say, I want to donate a new one. They're probably 50 bucks, but okay. So, <laughs> so I'm not ripping this anymore, but I'm just saying it's, it, it's, in, in, it's in shatters. He's very, Jesus, he's very practical because some of us want to get into uh, a diplomatic relationship with the church or with God or with our conscience. No, no. He talks about going to the Sanhedrin and, and declaring who you are before, before God in their light. He talks about divorce. I need to touch that. It's a heartbreaker. And I'm sure there are people in, in our church today that are divorced and remarried. There's a whole process that church goes through to try to ameliorate that pain. And Pope Francis is one of our heroes in reference to that. He understands the pain of heartbreak. He understands the, the, the pain of a broken family. I'm a marriage and family therapist, among other things I do. So I, I see it a lot. If there's any way to reconcile, if there's any way to, to forgive, if, if there's any way to continue the vow that was made in front of the Lord, we're all obliged to respect it. The children, as well as the parents, as well as the, the, the in-laws. And Jesus understands that. He takes it in the context of the Old Testament where only a man could divorce his wife. They, the Jews call it a get. If you submit a get against your wife, you can divorce her and you're scot-free. A woman could never do that in the time of Jesus. So he says, just doing that is stupid. If you vowed oneness, you've got to work on that oneness. It doesn't come easy. If you vowed to be faithful, you've got to be faithful. And if you're not, you need reconciliation, you need forgiveness, and you need to go back to your spouse and ask for his or her grace and forgiveness and come before the Lord. Jesus knows who he's talking to. He's talking to you and me. He's talking to us as we make vows. Don't, don't make any vow you want to make. Don't take an oath before God because you use the name of God in vain. I swear. Oh, don't swear. I, on, on my mother. No, no, don't do that. On, on the oath. No, don't do that either. If you bring God into being a witness to your sacrament or your life, then you're responsible. We are responsible to keep our word to God and let him understand what's in our hearts. And that, Jesus understanding our hearts is so, so important. So Jesus is, again, a, a very dear, loving brother of all of us. And he's introducing us one day at a time to his and our own Father foundation, the heart of the message, love. We just celebrated Valentine's Day. That's eros. Most of us celebrate it that way. Eros, romantic love. But there's philos, brotherly love. There's agape, parish love. There's so many ways to understand what that crucifixion is all about. How much he loved us. How much he did for us. Now, we don't have to be crucified. Some of us will be in our lifetime, romantically, spiritually, and otherwise. And some even on the cross, as we see that in the Middle East. 
But we don't have to go that route. But the sacrifice is what we're challenged to absorb. The witnessing, the martyrdom of Jesus, the witnessing he gave to the Father on our behalf in the 2020 still goes on. And it's based on the same attitude that he had when he was teaching and preaching. Love. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist, but instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local Geico agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your Geico agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a Geico agent near you, visit geico.com local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.